Good morning, good morning. We are dancing in with Soul Makasa, Mano Dibango. This is Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C, right here in the place to be, CJSF Radio 90.1, with your Friday Speak Up show. Have we got a treat in store for you? Good morning, good morning. It is Friday the 13th, but I have some good news for you. We're having a great interview this morning. You're going to hear a recording of a conversation that I had with Johnny Proby, known as the classical healing voice. She's a highly trained and skilled therapeutic music practitioner, and we're going to learn what is this music practitioner work all about, and how can it help us uplift our spirits, how does she use it in working with families and care givers, first responders, and we're going to hear a newly released music video that she's done called We, and it speaks to all those things. I am recording from home as we're doing our COVID procedure, but it'll seem like you were right there when we go to this interview. <laughs> Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, and thank you so much for the invite. I'm so happy you were able to be with us. I mean, I'm excited about this new work that you have, we, and about how you are using your voice as a healing instrument. Tell me more about what is a therapeutic music practitioner? Well, thank you so much again. A therapeutic practitioner is someone who has been trained to help patients at bedside, maybe in hospice care, transitioning to the other side, or someone might be in home care or senior living care. And so what we do as therapeutic practitioners, we go in with an in, not with an intention at all. What we do is be able to set the atmosphere and the music does the healing through the vibrations that from my heart to your heart, in other words, the vibrations that you hear from the tones that are, um, when I sing, you feel those vibrations in your body. And so those vibrations can connect to your chakras system. And that's how uh, healing can be, uh, healing can be transferred. Whereas a music therapist will go in looking for a specific outcome what we do as practitioners, we just set the space. We are the vehicle that, uh, so the music comes through us to you and actually the person does the healing. Okay, and you know, when people hear about practices that are different from traditional, sometimes they think people just made it up, but you've done a lot of studying and this work is within the public health umbrella. Yes, it most certainly is. And it is a new, uh, new method as far as alternative uh, complementary therapy uh, music. But, but if you think about music has been around for years, if you can even think about going back to the Bible when David played the harp. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about shamans and how in, in different traditions, how music has been used to, um, you know, help different cultures and in, in different traditions to be able to create healing environments. It, it's the same thing. So music has been put here for us to be able to allow us to be able to transform a, a circumstance. Just think, for instance, someone who may be uh, uh, sitting in cancer treatment in, in uh, taking treatment for cancer. So they might be sitting there waiting with an anxiety because of the, the anxiety, their blood pressure is up and they're not able to begin their, their treatment. 
So music could come in at that time and be able to create a soothing and give them some calm. And that way they may not need medication necessarily to to help them with the pain, the music could be the, the thing that really calms them down and, and helps to prepare them for their treatment. So music has been used for many, many years. Yeah, and I think, you know, here in Canada, there's a great respect for the public health department and things that they're doing. And I noticed that you are a regular public health consultant at Emory Winship Cancer Institute and at the Piedmont Healthcare Facility, and you develop relationships with other healthcare facilities. This is very true. Uh, when I was working on my master's in public health uh, about three, four years ago, I uh, started my practicum work at Emory working with cancer patients. And again, this is how I learned that music can be used to be able to help in those environments because there were patients who would come and sit uh, in the lobby and because they had to wait until their, their body was ready for to receive their treatment, the music was the healing method that helped prepare them to calm them uh, away from that anxiety that they were feeling prior to uh, needing treatment. And so there are uh, patients who are maybe having trouble with heart disease. Music can also be a way to be able to help them as well, you know, with their daily activities. Sometimes when they're feeling anxiety or just, you know, feeling uh, not, maybe not up to par, music could be the one thing that can help them. So in public health, I am an advocate for public health as well as being able to use music to be able to help us through different uh, areas in our lives on a daily basis. Now, you, you talk about getting a different mindset and in the cases of people that are sick, but we are hearing public health people internationally are hearing people saying they have COVID fatigue. And so because they're tired, they don't want to follow the practices anymore. But are there some insights that you could give on using music to help uh, relieve uh, stress from work at home or political stress? Well, I tell you what, I think we all are, are um, dealing with this, some type of fatigue in life and especially around COVID. But what I say is from the time we wake up in the morning until we go to bed at night, we can use what I call a, a, a remedy. When, when we wake up in the morning, we can wake up feeling like, oh my God, it's another day. I don't feel like getting out of bed. I dread this, I dread that. But just imagine instead of your alarm clock being an alarm that just jolts you out of bed, that it's a nice soothing music or maybe just you hear birds or, or something that nature, the sounds, and how that would make you feel. And maybe in that moment, you can think of something that's a little more pleasant than dreading the day be before, because how we begin those first few seconds in the morning is how we end up. That is the energy that propels us throughout the day. So if we can start our day with something on a more positive conscious in, in our consciousness, something more positive and, and that can dry, help us drive our energy throughout the day, that's the way we can begin and end. So what I like to do, especially in the evening before bed, is to find the music that really resonates with me. And maybe if my bedtime is 10 o'clock, I can play the music at eight o'clock. 
And what that, what, what that will do is start to start helping your whole body to realize that it's time for me to start relaxing and get into that space where I know I'm going to prepare myself for a wonderful, relaxing night's sleep. But I'm doing that intentionally. And because of that intention, then I know that I will be able to prepare myself for that rest. But everything that we do, we have to do with intention. You've mentioned something that some other like sleep therapists have talked about giving yourself a, a like almost a cool down yes. <laughs> from being involved with media. Because are there frequencies or rays that things that happen when people are on their computers or are they electronic things all day? Very much so. And you hear talk about the blue light, especially at nighttime. Uh, so uh, it is known through research that it's good if we can keep um, and our, our bedrooms to keep the, the blue lights away from our phones. There might be the light that comes in that can distract us. I, I can even tell you in my bedroom, the security uh, pad uh, mm-hmm. that I have, you know, for the house. So covering that at night because that blue light, because, you know, that, that can draw energy or, you know, take energy and, and prevent us from getting a good night's sleep. So all of those things, even being on the computer, Deepak Chopra talks, uh, talks about, our, our health guru, Deepak, talks a lot about being able to get off of your electronics and put them away maybe two hours before it's time for bed. Because all of that, you know, is still playing. And if you think about in your consciousness, when you get ready to lay down to sleep, if you watch TV and, and then you turn the television off and go to sleep, all of that is still playing in your head. Those are still vibrations and that energy. And our body has to has to sort of get that out before we can really relax. And that's why meditation is so wonderful before before bed or the, when we wake up in the mornings. You know, I, I heard you say that in a morning call uh, that I was on. And I looked around in my bedroom and my goodness, there were a ton of little blinking lights. So <laughs> I don't charge my phones. I used to put the phones next to the bed to charge them when I'm asleep. I, I don't, I charge them in another room. Or I'll charge them a couple of hours or so before I go to bed. Uh, I take the laptop out of my bedroom and then there are other things. So I've had kind of a shawl, the front of your TV, Yes, a little light. And so I put a shawl that uh, can hang over it and cut off that light. And then there's a blue light because these panels, this, you know, if you have a electro, what do you call it? When you have an outlet that holds the different plugs, it has a blue blue light. (laughs) So I found a way to put a little shield over it. My daughter said, you're going to burn the house up. It has to breathe. (laughs) So I found a way that I could make a little uh, L over it. So it's not holding its seat in, but I can't see that blue light because enough people have said the blue light affects the melatonin. Yes. Level. Yes, definitely something to consider, you know, even even if you can get half of the electronics away, Ariana Huffington um, is the creator of Huffington Post, and she has a book out that talks about uh, how to prepare your space uh, for before you go to bed and and the importance of being able to, um, you know, remove those electronics and what they're really doing to to us and our bodies and our minds. So I think that would be a good resource for someone if they wanted to learn a little bit more about the topic. 
Yes, see, so you people who are very serious about business and say, oh, you people with your alternative stuff, Huffington Post is a <laughs> serious business publication. And if she has put attention to it, it's really good to check it out. It's good to check it out from Johnny Proby as well, because she has international acclaim <laughs> with the work <laughs> she's doing with the sound vibrations. Uh you talked about creating a playlist. You, you said that the therapeutic power of music and how music aligns the mind, body, and spirit, and even a hum has power. Exactly. Uh, and you talked about creating playlists. Can you tell me a bit more about what you mean by creating playlists? Yes. So let's think about for um, a moment um, you might be in a situation you're feeling upset about something or someone that's just upset you. And let's imagine that you have a list of songs that you have already in your phone. That's a playlist that you would normally play if you're in the kitchen cooking or doing some kind of exercise activity and you have your, your certain favorite songs or your favorite artist and you have this list already made up. You're feeling now that you're upset about something and then instead of focusing on your energy on being upset and how that can really take you into a down place, a down spiral, what would happen if you would just take that moment and go to your music and play something? imagine your your whole vibration and energy would change. So instead of you focusing on being mad, you could focus on what that music will do for you. And one of the great things I learned from a, a, a cancer patient who taught me, she said, one of the, the best things that I ever learned through my healing is if I could just get up and turn the music on, that's all I needed to do because the music itself has the healing power in it. So for her, all she needed to do, once she turned the music on, her whole demeanor changed, her whole atmosphere changed. And that's the great thing that I love about having music that we like, you know, music. So it might be spirituals. It might be, you know, music that you already, you know, like from music that reminds you of graduation or high school or your wedding, you know, those kind of songs, having those around you, what they will do is bring your mind to something that was pleasant and fun and exciting. And all of that can really help change your energy and can release your body from pain and can keep your blood pressure down and can keep your heart rate in, in check. So that's the good thing about having different playlists, music that you're already familiar with. Yeah, I think, you know, switching off the news, because I know we've talked about when people just listen every hour, they hit the same facts and it sort of can make you feel fluttery. But I I was listening to my grandson's playlist. That wasn't quite my playlist. My daughter's playlist was different. But what I found, you know, with your remote control, the remote control I have, I could say YouTube celebration. And I get the celebration music, and then I it, it sort of remembers from day to day. So I want it happy. And so it has Pharrell's happy, but there it brought up a plethora of other happy songs. So for two hours, it just goes through. I thought, wow, I didn't know that song was considered happy. Or I hear things that I've never heard, but it's just with using these devices, it's a way I've been able to use that device differently and 
uh, I found it really did pick up my energy level because when you work at home, you're sitting a lot. And the other yes. great thing about the playlist, as you said, if you have something that shifts your, your uh, the lady just walking to turn on the music, hearing the music, it makes me want to stand up and dance. And I found when I stand up and I dance, then the kind of cramps you get in different parts of your body when you <laughs> sit for three hours, they they stop happening. You know, they stop That's happening. That's true. And then you're getting a you're getting a double a, a double win win because not only that you're you're getting your heart rate up as far as uh, your energy level and then you're you're getting your exercise in so you know so you may not have thought about you know, well am I going to get to work out today so when you get up and start dancing that's another form of exercise and keeping yourself health, healthy. Now, speaking of playlists, I have your latest song, which has been transformed into a video on my playlist for today. So we're going to listen to We. Well, fantastic.
thank you. That is beautiful. I'm going to take just a minute to reflect on uh, the why behind, behind what I see in your music video, We. Uh, that was We. With What was the tune that you were singing to in your song? Yeah, this is to the tune of Danny Boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was comforting. But then there are words and images like... Uh, you start out showing images of all the different types of people that are frontline workers. Yes, right now uh, our frontline workers are are carrying a very heavy load, and I was just listening to uh, a radio um, earlier today talking about some of the suicide and just so much pressure that our healthcare workers are under. And as the, we're getting into the, the winter season, COVID is uh, right now, they're saying that, it, you know, that there's some danger. So we really have to have our guards up. And I, I wanted to do this video just to let healthcare workers know that we are standing with them. And the, the title of the song is We. Um, and so that just so they'll know that they're, they're really not alone, even though there's a whole lot of weight that they're carrying for us, uh, you know, as a country. And just to let them know that they are not alone in this, in this fight. Yeah, and because you have... The, the words appreciation, but some of the other words that float because it's captioned with with the the the, uh, the the verses. Did you you are noted as being not only a vocalist but a songwriter and a collaborator? Who did you collaborate with to get those images and the words that appear on the screen as you're listening to the song? Yes. Yeah, so there's a young lady here um, in, in Atlanta who helped, put, helped me put together the video. Uh, and so what I did was reached out to some of the healthcare workers that I have worked with um, at Emory and some other health facilities and asked them if they would be, be open to sharing um, their pictures because I want to honor them. I want to be able to let them know again, you know, like I said, that we really appreciate the sacrifices that they are making, uh, not only sacrificing themselves, but their families, the time that they are away from their, their families. So the, so those images, some of those images came from healthcare workers, uh, right? Local healthcare workers. And I, I was so happy that they were open to be able to share. And then as far as the words, if you can think about some of the uh, professors who are, you know, on the front line too, um, emergency doctors who are out there. So I also quoted them. And so some of the words that you're referring to are their actual quotes because they are helping to lead the fight as well. And then the, the connection, because one of the signs uh, on the desk of a healthcare person is about giving blood. Yes, that's very, very important. And, and so that's another reason. That's another thing that's being stressed, too, if you are able to. And just think about how important giving blood is. So that's just I think that just was an, an important message to be able to send to anyone who, who sees the video and realize that the, the importance of thinking. You know, I think we're in a place right now that um, the song We, I believe that it's time for us to think about you know, collectively, we, because that's yes. the only way we're going to get out of this. If we think about what we do, even just, you know, not making this political, but just wearing a mask, as CDC said today in their study, when, when, when I wear a mask, I'm 
protecting myself and I'm also protecting you. And when you wear a mask, you are protecting yourself and you are protecting me. So that's what the collective we is all about. And I think this video is a perfect example of that as well. And then one of the things that was very moving that brought in even a child, there was a child with her little sewing machine making <laughs> mask. And you could see just the attention that she was giving to, you know, following the, the outline. Yeah, very much so. And just think about our, our children are right here playing a part as well. And so when, you, when I, that little girl just seeing, seeing her there with the sewing machine, just thinking if someone that, you know, that little can be, you know, want to make a contribution to be able to help the collective whole, then why can't as adults, we do the same to be able to help out. And I just, I just admired her for that. So yeah, really touched me. I've done some unique things. One day I came home and, and there was a card and I thought, well, who dropped who dropped a card? I was trying to get you, you know, that didn't drop off my bag. So when I picked it up, it a child had left it and it just uh they they put on stickers, they put a little happy face, and it just had it it made me feel so wonderful because right in those early you know, months, everything that we were hearing was was dire. And then everything had been disrupted. Everything, everyone had planned to do, the pathways that had been laid over, all of them were shut. And that little card picked me up so much. And it was anonymous, but, um, or it might have had her name, but I didn't know her last name. It didn't have her address. It didn't have her mother's business card. And it was just this cute little card. And then I think in other places, uh, children have cut out hearts. So some places along the street, you still see hearts that people have put on their windows as a way of just, when you talk about, uh, the next thing I wanted to ask you about is this heart math. Uh, I see among the many certifications and degrees and programs that you have, one of the things that you recently completed was heart math. Yes, heart math. If you anyone want to learn more about this, if they go to heartmath.com, uh, they could learn more about it. But heart math is a wonderful um, community, and so the purpose of this uh, technique is breathing. And, and I'll just kind of give you an idea. So let's just say to transform someone who is dealing with stress and anxiety, they uh, heart math is called something like a quick coherent technique. And so you would just kind of sit still in, in this breathing uh, in a meditative state. And so the, the great thing about this is that you can change your mind in this moment as you are imagining taking your breath as it's flowing in and out of your chest area. And if you think about appreciation and gratitude or something that's really, um, that can really change your, your feeling. And if you think about something that you're grateful for, it puts you in a state that you are more up and uplifted if you think about that. And so as you're breathing and in this state, that's the one thing that can help calm you down when you think about changing your mindset to something more positive, a positive feeling. And just that little technique and the great, what I love about the technique is you could be at home, you could be on a bus, you could be in the grocery store, you know, and someone in front of you is you maybe uh, they're taking too long. And so instead of getting upset with that person, you can just right there at the grocery store checkout. Take a moment and just gratitude, appreciation for being able to give thanks for the groceries that's in your basket. 
that you're able to pay for because someone outside may not be able to do that. So just imagine what that little little trick can do to be able to help you have less stress and anxiety in your day. Now with breathing, because people talk about all types of, of breathing. So, but when you are doing this moment of gratitude, would you attempt to hold your breath or do it to any particular count? Like some people talk about a box, you know, you breathe in, you hold it, come back down and go across. I've forgotten how, because they talked about the box and I got so concerned with thinking about the box. I couldn't really, you know, it was distracting. But would a person, when they're thinking in gratitude, is there any particular way that you would suggest shifting their breathing while they're standing in line? Sure. So let's just say if you inhale for five seconds, wait five seconds and then exhale for five seconds and while you're doing that you're just having the and your mindset is gratitude appreciation love joy happiness You had a picture in your video that I think that's really applicable to because here they were showing people in line waiting for the the the, the test. And there was a picture in the video of yeah. someone at a, at a car side giving the person the test. But mm-hmm. sometimes people have gotten upset and started honking their, their horns. Yeah. And so I can imagine that that would not only run up their heart rate, but that of the person that may be working overtime, standing out in the weather, uh, waiting for the next car to drive up so that they can administer that test. Very true. And you think about it again, that that person, that healthcare, uh, frontline healthcare worker is is really sacrificing their own lives to mm-hmm. be able to do the test for someone else. So in that moment, that's why gratitude is so key in, in, in here because we are, we are showing gratitude by just taking that breath in and showing gratitude for what this person is doing to sacrifice. And, and not only that, they're willing to test the next person that's coming up. So whoever the, is behind them blowing the horn, you know, instead of blowing the horn, this is a moment to give thanks that this person is willing to stand out there in whatever weather it is to be able to give them the test, to be able to help them make a decision that could be a life-changing decision for, the, for them as well. Yes, and advocating for the public health system. Some people have written here, Dr. Bonnie Henry in the province of, of, of British Columbia is a hero. People have made t-shirts. Uh, some people have drawn pictures of her on the outside of their buildings, you know, with great appreciation that the strategy that she has, mm-hmm. has worked and that this province's rates are lower. Uh, other provinces, people are saying, hey, you know, those people that rushed out and had those parties over Halloween, uh, contract tracing has shown that there have been, you know, outbreaks, that the, the, yes. the number is, you know, the curve is out of order. And so in a very calm voice, you know, she talks again, asking people, you know, don't have for the holiday, don't have a lot of people over, stay with the people in your own house. How do you find in, in, in where you are, are people becoming more receptive to those messages? Well, um, I think we have a, a little more work to do in regards to that. 
I, I, it seems like the more people realize that we're getting into that that this season where it's it's also the regular flu season as well as COVID, that people are realizing now that they really need to start taking this a little more serious. And so um, it's every family have to really start thinking about that, even, you know, school, the schools are making different decisions. And so I, my, it's my hope that people really um, step up and just do the right thing to help their brothers and sisters, to help every, their neighbors, um, instead of it being more the I think of we, as we talked about in the video. Now, uh, your work, well, it doesn't, it's not preachy, but you have definitely related to and given images of faith. You have some medical people you can see in their mask and gowns, people that are, are praying or people that are having that moment of, of silence or praying with someone at their, their bedside who mm -hmm. is on a ventilator. Uh, what has your journey been uh, that, when did you start singing? I started singing when I was five years old and that's more than 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you one of the things, every time I think about every dramatic or something in my life where life was really rough for me, music was always there to be my saving grace. Um, and this is why I have such a strong relationship with music, because I know how much it has helped me um, when I didn't even have a voice and didn't even know how to express the voice that I had. The one thing that I could do was either sing or listen to a song and sing along with the song, which helped me be able to get out what I was feeling. So that way it didn't you know, stay pent up inside of me and, and cause dis-ease um, you know, within my body. So, so I, I know the benefits of music. Uh, throughout my life. And I'm grateful that God has created all different types of music for everyone. And, and everyone has, has their own favorites um, that really resonate with them. And I think that's important. One of the things I'd like to interject here when we think about our kids, when we were growing up, we had songs that we listened to and our older brothers and sisters, our parents might think, why are they listening to that <laughs> mm -hmm. type of music. But if you think about our, our kids, that's where they are. And so I think it's it's so wonderful that we could respect the music that that resonates with them as well as as we get older, that they respect the music that we like as well. So it's like I, I can't pick your that's why we're talking about the playlist. You can create your own playlist because you know what feels good to you. It's all about the feeling and those emotions. And we want that's the reason why it's great to create your own playlist instead of having someone do it for you. And to listen to music from around the world, because in listening to music from other cultures and other places, you know, surprised that inside the tones, the, the way that it makes you feel is yeah. a little bit different than things that you were always used to, to playing. That's one major change that I've made in these four months. I've played music, I've played electronic music, and like the song you're going to hear coming up, it's music from a different culture. And the excitement that you see, the excitement that you feel in your body, I thought, wow, oh, that's nice. I'll just add that to my playlist because it made me feel good. I, I love different types of music. I, I always have. So yes, I, I totally agree with that.
Well, Daddy, we were talking about it, having the appreciation for different music. Um, you've sung at gospel concerts, churches, retreats, sung on college campuses, senior living centers, supper clubs, radio, <laughs> like here today, we're hearing some of your music, and on TV around the country. Um, how, because you, you you bring in faith so naturally and, and um, not in a preachy manner, uh, welcoming people from whatever their faith is to practice it and to see how it can help carry them on a vibrational level to feeling better about themselves and being more helpful in the world. But And you also talk about the, the ways that your husband has worked with you. How are some of the ways that he has helped you as a musician in building this career? Well, he is like the best support person that I could ever have prayed and asked God for. <laughs> and he's not a musician, but he is an executive producer. So he is my support. And he is he has been just wonderful, encouraging me to continue to step out of my own way. Sometimes when I'm afraid, and I'm not really sure, you know, what next steps I need to take. He's a wonderful sounding board. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just mention to you and thank you so much for bringing him up to uh, today, we were talking about this new healing system that I've been working on. It's it's, uh, we're working on tweaking it just so that I can uh, have it released here in the next month or so. But anyway, what it will help you do is understand the different techniques about how music can be used from morning, midday, and at night before bed, as I had mentioned earlier about the idea of playing some type of music before uh, bedtime to sort of help prepare yourself for bed. But one of the things he mentioned to me when I was uh, in our discussion was, do we remember the time when we were growing up and the ice cream truck would come mm -hmm. around? <laughs> And you would hear the music and immediately whatever you were doing, you're outside playing, you just dropped it because yes. the music all of a sudden made you think of, oh, wait, give me my quarter so I can go and get my ice cream. You knew something good, something fun, something exciting was going to be coming, you know, because of that music you heard. And so this is the great thing about, you know, coming back to why music is so important in our lives, because it brings such joy to us in, in moments that we decide, you know, instead of just saying, oh, I, I'm pouting because I, I don't have a quarter to get the ice cream, go to the truck, someone will give you, <laughs> give you something or the the ice cream man might just give you, you know, ice cream for the day. You just never know. But as a kid, we didn't even think twice about it. We just knew something good was coming. And, and that the, one, the moment we heard the music, we dropped. <laughs> that might be something, you know, a lot of independent musicians and uh, have had to find other ways to get their work out you know, since all of the bookings for everything were were closed, and even mm -hmm. some of the churches are doing uh, virtual services and are slowly having ways that people can come in and you know be there singing. But uh, this thing of branding—is uh, there anything you can share about just the brave braveness of going out to do your braving? Something that might be encouraging to someone that has their song. They haven't gotten it out there and they have an idea, but haven't moved forward. Well, one of the things I know for sure is that love will carry us through the day. And so anyone who have a love for music in whatever form that might be, virtually you can find an audience to be able to share your music with. 
and there's there's social media, different social media platforms that they can tap into and maybe do a live stream. Um, and, and sometimes what I realize, sometimes everything is not, we may not get paid every time we try to do perform, but every time you give, you will receive something back in return. And it may not be monetarily monetary, but at least you will receive something because that is the, the law, you know, the law of, of life, giving and receiving are one. So what I say is find a, find a platform um, where you can share your music and it might be a senior center. If anyone is interested in learning more about therapeutic music, they can go to MHTP, Mary, MHT, I have to think about MHTP, uh, Mary, Harry, Tom, Paul, I'll give you that, dot O-R-G to learn more about it because um, that is one form that they could learn how to use their music in, in whatever way. If they're a guitar player, they're a vocalist, they're a keyboard player, all of these different instruments can be used to be able to provide music to others virtually or at bedside. It, once COVID is over, we can go back to, uh, you know, the hospital or hospital settings, facilities, nursing homes or, or home care and be able to provide music to others. So I, I would say to someone who might be a musician or someone who love to sing or just love music, that um, becoming a therapeutic musician, it could be one way, a practitioner rather, could be one way that they could share their music with others. And that could be, turn out to be a long-term career. And we, I know we mentioned hard math, but I'm, I was impressed that the summer of 2020, that's this terrible summer that we just went through. Uh, <laughs> you successfully completed the heart math clinical certification for stress, anxiety, and self-regulation to become a certified practitioner. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> of doing that. And what a lot of people, you know, think it's one of the most stressful summers that they've had in, in, in a while. Yeah, that's very true. And one of the reasons why I was so happy that I was uh, guided to find that certification because uh, I was thinking the same thing of my wanting to be able to reach out and, and help frontline healthcare workers and first responders. What can I do to be to help them to help push them forward and support them? And uh, that certification was one way of me being able to do that. So I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I think it's so important because like just in your picture, a lot of people, when they say frontline, they just imagine the doctors and nurses, but then you have the people that are the truckers and the people that pick up the garbage, the people right. that are the crossing guards, that all of those people are frontline workers to be. Mm -hmm. The people um, who are serving the food, they still have to cook food for patients in hospitals, you know, still have to clean out the toiletries or whatever it's all of that it's still going on you know so so like i said they are our heroes and sheroes for sure um that the song uh connects us with your mission to be a source of hope inspiration and upliftment in times of despair what is your personal experience in seeing the despair people have related to COVID 19 well, as I, uh, as I watch and have been uh, connected to a lot of my um, associates in the healthcare industry and just talking to them and just listening to, to their stories, um, 
not being able to go to the hospital like we normally would do. So, so those things have now changed. Even the musicians that I work with as, as um, music practitioners, the certified music practitioners, they are no longer able to go to the hospitals and play. So now it's either we could um, sometimes be able to either do it virtually or maybe those who can still go to the hospital, they can't go into a room and play bedside. So they might have to play out in the hallway, you know, of, of the hospital. And so not only are they having to maybe not be able to pay, play for the patients, but now being able to play for the staff because the staff needs, you know, to be uplifted just as much as patients do. So everyone is making, is now making a sacrifice in these times. And so just being able to, to just be there for their support to me means so very much. Um, do you have a particular target group or focus group in mind for using these therapeutic approaches that you have? Well, based on the research that I've done, and, and so I've worked with women who are uh, breast cancer survivors, so I've, I've worked with a lot. So that target audience is very key for me. Uh, I have worked with the uh, heart patients who have heart disease. And so I'm very open to working with them. I, I'm, I wouldn't limit myself, but frontline healthcare workers, first responders, and something else that's really key too is survivors of COVID. So mm -hmm. what I'm working on next is, is being able to provide live concerts for uh, that people can just come log on Zoom or, or um, and be able to just be nurtured and cared for through these healing concerts. And that is the next thing that you'll be seeing from Johnny Proby. Mm -hmm. And you talked about as well, teens. Now, you had a project that you were working for with with girls, Um didn't that have something to do with girls and pearls? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I have always uh, has always been a part of my life is mentoring girls. And the reason I love mentoring is because I lost my mother when I was 10 and my father uh, at 11. And I always had women and uh, sisters that were always there to support me growing up and, and being like my second mothers and aunts and however we adopted each other. And so because of that, I always have this connection to want to be able to reach back and help help young girls. And so I am a part of a, an organization called Rare Pearls Mentoring and Leadership. And we teach our girls age seven to 17 about education, the importance of going to finishing school and preparing them for college, financial literacy, entrepreneurship. And so uh, last year, I wrote this song uh, titled She's a Pearl, and it's dedicated, it's an anthem, actually, and it's dedicated to women and girls to remind us who God really created us to be, the genuine pearls that we are, and to be able to stand in, in our power. And, and as I think about our new uh, elect vice president <laughs> coming up. And I know that's going to be great for so many young girls to be able to see what w an image like that and what they can grow up to be. So this song is just in support of women and girls around the world to remind them to stand up and be, not be afraid to be who they were created to be. And yes, yeah, She's a Pearl is, is a, one of um, a joy for me to be able to share with others. So that song, She's a Pearl, I'm sure uh, that just 
during the celebration last weekend when uh, they were showing uh, the, the look in little girls' eyes when they were noticing Kamala Harris uh, standing up and receiving uh, the award. And then when she, when she spoke and she said, I may be the first woman of color, the first Southeast Asian woman, but I will not be the last woman. And so you little girls can look and see yourself, see these things happening for you. So I think a song like She's a Pearl also helps feed that spirit because you know, even though it's the 21st century, we still have women that have seen so few other women in positions of power and people have just often not had that ambition or mentor to help them move toward a goal as lofty yes. as becoming the vice president or president of the United States or oh I so agree with that prime minister of Canada <laughs> I totally agree with that I can remember when I was growing up Coretta Scott King was the one uh, public person that I admired so much because not having a mother, she was the one when I saw her, I loved her dignity and just the respect that she had, you know, that she commanded, even though she was quiet, but still she, she was a force in her own right. So I, I'm sure that our new um, VP elect uh, Kamala Harris will make a difference in little girls' lives all around the world. I just, I just know that uh, what a difference that will make because it, it, as I said, Coretta Scott King made that difference for me. So, being able to see that, being able to just, just have that image, lets you know you can grow up and be anything you put your mind to. Yeah, it, it, you know this teaching. I have a uh, a niece who. Uh, said her day included. She said, I'm a kindergarten teacher now. <laughs> she has gotten her master's degree. She's working on more degrees. And she was doing a paper. And she said, before I can work on my paper, I've got to do the kindergarten class. She said, the teacher sends work for us to do. <laughs> so I think that's another level of mentoring, both the, the, the fathers and the mothers that are at home trying to work in doing the work that they're expected to do because they've said some companies are using software that do a time count. So they're doing an analysis of whether the person while they're working at home is actually as, as efficient as possible. You mm -hmm. smash that up against that. You might be interrupted every half an hour or so much because the program failed. They don't understand what the group work is supposed to be, or the mm -hmm. teacher has given them something that they're supposed to immediately bring an example of. That is a real high stress situation. So as you're generating mentors, you might think of some <laughs> mentorship for people who have got that third responsibility of working from home and, and being yes. the teacher at home. Thank you. I'll put that on. I'll keep that on our radar as we are because we are in the process of revamping our program because of COVID. Um, most of our work has been in the community like uh, a few weeks ago, collectively, uh, our girls put together shoe boxes, uh, plastic shoe boxes of toiletries and those what was a hundred of, of those were put together by our girls and then we were able to dedicate those to foster kids. Mm. Uh, so that way they could have toiletries that much needed toiletries but something is we might think of that something small but you know to someone who may not have much. Uh, having their own toothbrush, you know, that they don't have to 
share with others are wondering if they can really brush because they now have their own toothbrush is just something so important, you know, so we're finding, we're finding ways to still be able to stay active in the community. Yes. And I think that's so important. And just seeing the energy that kids have, because, you know, there's a little boy that had a program and he asked his father if he minded him using his uh, allowance to buy snacks. He said, they just talk about the food for the healthcare workers, but what about snacks? They need to have candy and cookies. And uh, he inspired other people in his neighborhood and the hospitals were looking forward to him coming with this box. So now there are lots of other people just inspired by a a child. So I think it's really good that people now look at the ideas that are coming forth from little boys, little girls, uh, and giving them support because who would have thought, you know, it was something so serious that people Mm -hmm. would think, well, I bet that those workers would feel good if they had a candy bar, they had some cookies. (laughs) Well, isn't that beautiful? I mean, kids are just, I just think their creative spirits are just so phenomenal that they can think of the the, the, the little things that, you know, can make such a big difference. And they just kind of can, can, can put themselves into the shoes of someone who's working, you know, at, at a hospital and think, well, God, do they ever get a chance to get snacks? I love snacks, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, want to be able to make sure that they have snacks as much as, you know, they love snacks. So, yeah, I think that is just so kids are just beautiful. The love, the innocence and the love to me is just uh, unbeatable. Yeah. So where can people hear your music? They can go to if they're interested in my inspirational CD titled Life is Now, they can find that on um, Amazon. They can find it on uh, iTunes. They could find it on Spotify as well. Other social media platforms, if they go in and just Google Johnny Proby or Life is Now, uh, YouTube as well. The videos are on YouTube and my website just at the moment, uh, it, we're in the process of updating a, a, a good bit. But if they go to johnnyproby.com, they could definitely reach reach out to me from there. Okay, so now you might want to slowly spell Johnny Proby. All right. Johnny is J-O-H-N-N as in Nancy. I E Proby is P as in Paul R O B as in boy Y Johnny Proby.com. This thing Johnny probes the heart and mind. They <laughs> <laughs> make that connection. And then the other site is all together life is now music services.com. Yes, it'll it'll take them to the same site. I see. Okay. Yes. Yes. So my healing uh, system will be coming out soon, and it's it's called Life Is Now Healing System. So they'll be able to get a, a chance to check that out. It'll be on my website, and I will do a launch, and I'll share that with you at a later date, just to uh, remind you. Okay, that'll be wonderful for people to look at and to know. And maybe other people might be inspiring. You know, people go back and forth between the two countries sharing ideas. There are a lot of Canadians that went down because to help at the border states with hospitals that didn't have enough personnel because the rates were low in some of the provinces here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that kind of interchange is good. You know, if, yes. if it's between ages, sexes, races of people that 
we, <laughs> that's what I love about the, the, the W, the we, it's a small, small word. word. Yes. But a very big, big impact. Mm-hmm. So in closing, what three things would you suggest to help people shake loose from any COVID-19 fatigue and move to be more supportive of a happy, harmonious world? L-O-V-E. Okay. (laughs) Love can conquer the fear that you might be feeling. Love can pick you up when you are feeling down. And love can just keep you going when you want to give up. So that is what my prescription would be for anyone. Find the music that speaks to your heart and allow those vibrations to be the healing energy that you need to keep you going through COVID and beyond. And always remember that you too are here for a reason and find out what that reason is by just listening and following your own heart. But love will always guide you through. Well, thank you so much for those words, Johnny Proby. I appreciate you coming and sharing those words of inspiration and the techniques and thoughts about breathing and gratitude that will help us to not only cope with the changes that are coming, but to help those people who have their lives on the line 24-7 to make us safer through the pandemic. And Absolutely. When people Absolutely. ask me, yeah, to the frontline healthcare workers and first responders, survivors of COVID, know that we stand with you. And I thank you so very much for this opportunity to be able to share what I love. Grateful for you. Thank you. And speaking of love, when people ask me what time it is, I say it's always love time, poem time. I'm Charlotte Sister C. Farrell, right here on The Place to Be, CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby and CJSF.ca worldwide on your computer or device. See you next time, Johnny. Bye-bye. Love Heaven.
heaven to shine. Love time, poem time, time for words to pattern and rhyme. Love time, poem time, times for words to wash the wounds, bind the lashes and play bassoon. Love time, poem time, poem time, love time. Time for poems, poets, singers, times to untie all life's ringers. Time for you to reveal to me, unravel all your mystery. Time for joy and utter grace, rest from toiling in this place. Place of poems, place of words, place for love instead of swords. Love time, poem time.